Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Of our ways, you sent your word and you have healed us. You have delivered us tonight from our destruction. And we thank you that we're strong in you tonight and in the power of your might. And we can do all things through Christ, which strengthen us on tonight. And we thank you, God, that the righteous tonight shall flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. We just thank you, Father God, that we have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. I am going to do a little bit of teaching and then We'll let a few people come forth on tonight to continue what we did on last Tuesday. Those that are online, once I do um, some teaching tonight, we're going to go offline because we're going to have some people doing some presentations. And some of you online say, well, why don't you just leave the camera on so we can see it? I'm not going to do that. Because if I leave the camera on where you can see it, if something begins to happen, we don't want that person to look some kind of way worldwide. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Okay. Tonight, we want to talk about, we talked about salvation. We talked about being born again, meaning being born of the spirit, born anew, born from above, the new birth, a spiritual transformation. We was coming out of John, the third chapter, dealing with Nicodemus when he was a ruler um, over the synagogue and he came to Jesus by night and he began to tell Jesus that he knew that what he did really wasn't a natural thing. He knew it had to be God that um, he knew to do what he'd done. I'm paraphrasing it. So Jesus began to tell him, He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, unless you're born again, born of the spirit, born anew, having a new birth, born from above, you cannot see, you cannot recognize, you cannot understand the kingdom. And then he said, you can't even enter the kingdom. So we talked about being born again. Tonight, what I want to talk about being that we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and as our savior, our new spirit the new life we have in Christ, our born again spirit um, has made us righteous. And that's what I want to talk about, the righteousness of God. Being that we have this new born again spirit, we are righteous. And there are other things that we have become because of this born again spirit and because of accepting Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. So Romans 3, verse 20 through verse 22 Romans 3, verse 20 through verse 22. It says, Therefore, 
by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, be it witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. So I want to talk about the righteousness of God. Now I want to talk about the righteousness of God through the law first. You know, we're going to go back in the Old Testament so you can understand what we have now that we're in Christ. It said, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. When we go back and we look at Adam and Eve and we look at how they messed up in the garden by eating the fruit. And by them eating the fruit, sin came into the world. And through sin, we know death came upon all men, making all men sinners. So we know that that had happened. So it separated us from God. We know that. So sin had to be dealt with. And we know that Jesus was the one who dealt with the sin. But while sin filled the whole earth, what happened was God had to set laws Because the people back then, they didn't look at sin like it was sin. They just lived any kind of way and they thought it was normal. Look at today in in the world. You see people doing things today that they they think is normal, but it's not the way God intended for it to be, right? So people that are in this world, and I'll give you examples of some things because sometimes people say, you always talking about these things. I'm talking about these things to let you know. Um, the difference between the world and the kingdom of God and how it's supposed to be. When we look how God set everything up in the beginning, he set it up the way that he wanted it to be. He didn't set it up the way the world is. He set it up by his way of being, his way of doing. So we know when he created man, we know he created man in his image and in his likeness. He created male and he created female, right? Y'all know that's Genesis 1, 26. So we know after he created them, before he created them, he made the world be or the earth set up the way he wanted it to be. Everything was good. The Bible say it was very good. So we know all of that. But then he had to have a body. He had to have a physical body to live on earth in paradise to take care of everything he set up. So we know he blew his breath into that body and that body became a what? A living soul. He placed man in that garden to work that garden, to take care of that garden because he gave man and woman dominion, the right to rule and reign this earth. So we know through Eve coming out of Adam, I'm just moving forward, that they were ruling the earth. Okay. That's the way God set it up. That's where he intended for it to be. Everything was good. When we move on from, from when sin entered the world, we see what happened to Cain and Abel. Cain ended up killing his brother. And the reason why he ended up killing his brother because he felt rejected. Which Cain was disobedient from what he learned that he should have done. He did not do it, but Abel done it. This is why God says sin lies at the door and wait for you, but you can master it. So God was letting him know what to do. So we know that sin was in the world. People were doing all kind of things. When you get to Genesis six, it says that they would, um, 
sinning, any uh, imagination of the heart. You know, it was just evil on the earth. So it was sin. When you get to uh, moving on to Moses and how God had to use Moses to bring the law. And the reason why God brought Moses to bring the law, because people were not aware of what they were doing. Going back to Adam and Eve, we know that God created male and female, right? So we know that male and female had to come together in order to be fruitful and multiply. So he created a man with some things that a woman don't have. He created a woman with some things a man don't have. And that's how you identify male and female. This is why they have bathrooms for males. They have bathrooms for females, right? So when you understand the way God created things, you want to keep it the way God created it. When sin entered the world, sin was so rapid. Sin was so out there that men began to sleep with men. All of them began to come together. They began to do things that was not right. So God had to set up laws. He had to set up laws in order for them to know that they were sinning. Without the law, they would never knew that they were sinning. To give you an example. What if there were no stop signs? What if there were no stop lights? What if you didn't have to have license? You just would drive a car at any age. We would be in a mess, right? You would see two years olds not even seeing their head down there messing with the car. You would see people doing stuff and everybody would think it was normal because no law was made, right? So we know we have to have laws to go by in this world, right? We have to have laws. How many know that when you get married, you got to have a married license? How many know when you get married, your name get changed? How many know when you get married, you no longer your own? Some of us don't know that. So see, we want to set things the way God wants them to be set. So when the word says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. God had to bring the law in order for people to know that they were sinners and that they need a savior. Now, in this world today, everybody have on the inside of them an intuitive knowledge. We went over that in Romans chapter one. So you have no excuse, even if you're not born again, to know right from wrong. Even a child know when they're doing wrong. And you don't even have to tell them. They know Right from and children these days are so so smart. I want to use my little Jada for example. She may be little and she may be small in stature, but she catch on quick. I'm telling you, they watch you and they catch on quick. So we was having a conversation and she just wanted her some nails, y'all. You know how sometimes little kids see you with nails, they want some nails too, they be watching them nails. So her daddy told her she couldn't have them because he had to do first things first in the home, right? No, we're not going to get it. We have to do first things first. So she called me. She said, Mima, I want some nails. I said, she said, but daddy said we cannot get them nails. I said, okay, Jada, let me break it down. Is toilet tissue more important than nails? She said, yes, Mima. We explained about the toilet tissue. I said, it's toothpaste more important than nails. She said, yes, Mima, toothpaste is more important than nails. So she understood, right? And by her understanding that I knew 
you know right from wrong. You know what's needed and what ain't needed the most. So she recognized that. And by her being so honest with me and recognizing that, I said, you know what? Mima going to get you those nails. Because she could have said, no, my nails is more important than toilet tissue. My nails is more important than toothpaste. But no, she knew the right way. So even children at a young age, they know. Don't think they don't know. At a young age, they're knowing about sex. Don't let them fool you. They know about all of these things and can look so innocent. So they, <clears throat> when they get to the point of knowing, that's when they're held accountable for what they do. So when they don't know, all of that falls on us. We have to be the ones held accountable for our children and their well-being. Amen. So this is why God bought the law. But with him bringing that law, this is what they had to do. Go with me to Exodus 15, 26. Exodus 15, 26. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statues, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now look at the stipulations that God had. Look at what God was telling them. You got to heed my voice. You got to do what's right in my sight. Give ear to my commandments and keep all my statutes. Then you'll be healed. So they had to do something to get something. They had to follow God's law to get the benefits that God had. So let's look at Deuteronomy 7, 12 through 15. Deuteronomy 7, 12 through 15. Then it shall come to pass because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them. Look at this. Keep and do them that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He would also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offsprings of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all the peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sicknesses and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. Now look at what they had to do to get all of these things. They had to take heed to God, what God was saying, his commandments and his statutes. And when they done all that, they would be blessed. They wouldn't have none of these sicknesses and diseases. This is what the law commanded. They had to follow God's law in order to be in right standing with him. Everything that God's law said they had to do. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is righteousness apart from the law. We have to understand what we have now that we're born again. Remember, they had to do something to get something from God. Go back to the scripture I just went over. It says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. 
So there's a righteousness of God that's apart from the law and it's being made known, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So now being that things have changed from the old to the new, there's a righteousness of God that's apart from the law where you don't have to do this or do that to get anything from God. Even if you broke a commandment, our righteousness is not in us. Our righteousness is in Jesus. So you should be happy tonight to know that when you fall short in any area, God ain't looking at you. He's looking at his son because he already paid the price for your sins, for past, present, and future sins. By knowing what Jesus have done, it will stop us from doing what we're doing when we recognize why would I want to go out and do something that Jesus paid the price for and have freed me from. So when we look at a scripture, again, another scripture we can look at. First, I want to back up a little bit to tell you how our righteousness used to be. We're familiar with Isaiah 64, 6. It says, but we are all like an unclean thing. And all of our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind has taken us away. So our righteousness is like a filthy, dirty rag. But now that we are born again and have accepted Jesus, God looks at what Jesus done and we're made righteous because of him and not because of anything we will ever do. I want to say that again. Now that you're born again, you don't look at what you did, when you did it, or how you done it. You look to him, the author and finisher of your faith, and say, my righteousness, my life is not based on me, it's based on Jesus. Everything Jesus have, I have in him. So if you messed up tonight, that's not going to stop God from doing what he promised you that he was going to do. It's not. But what stops you from receiving it is not knowing what Jesus have done on your behalf. This is why the Bible said he who knew no sin, which was Jesus, became sin for us. So we could become the righteousness of God through him. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. The only way we could be made right is through Jesus. It's through being in Jesus. How are we in Jesus? Through being born again. Now that we have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we have what he have. Our lives is based on him and not based on us. So when you look at Philippians 3, 9, it says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Y'all get that? And being found in him, not having my own righteousness, meaning that, When you're trying to do something to get something, you up under the law. Meaning that, okay, I'm going to pray every night for 30 minutes and then God will heal me. That's law. You don't have to pray 30 minutes every night to get what Jesus have already atoned for on your behalf. So if Jesus have already paid the price for your healing, your prosperity, your deliverance, come on, your safety your peace, your joy. You don't have to do nothing to get nothing. You just have to believe in what Jesus already done. Just like Jeremy, my son. If Jeremy know I have something and he know me as a mother, he can come to me and I would give it to him. 
or let's say the car is in the yard. He know where the key is and he go in there and he take the car. So he, but you know, he ass. but he know whatever belonged to us belonged to him because he's our son. So he'll say, okay, mama, I, I, I took your car. Okay, son, that's fine. Or sometimes he may ask, mama, can I hold your car? He know he already got it before he even asked me. I may hesitate a little bit, but he know I'm going to ask, but I know I'm already driving it because he know what belonged to us belonged to him. We should know what belongs to Jesus belongs to us because we're in him. We are heirs of God and we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So whatever he has, we have. So we need to look at our new life that we have now that we're in Christ. So when the enemy come in and he tried to make us self-righteous, we need to let him know my righteousness don't depend on me. It depends on Jesus, what he's already done. So I don't have to do nothing to get anything. I already have it. I just have to know what I have. So it says, and to be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Remember, our own righteousness is like a dirty, filthy rag, which is from the law. So when you're trying to do something yourself, trying to make it right, you up under the law and you're not getting anything. But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. So being born again, we have already been put in right standing because of what Jesus done, not because of what we would ever do. So two kinds of righteousness. There's the righteousness of man. Two kinds of righteousness. There's a righteousness of man and it's the good works he can do or she can do. The righteousness of man is based on what we can do. And that goes along with Isaiah 64, 6. Two kinds of righteousness. The second righteousness is the righteousness of God. It's God's own righteousness. It is his acceptance of us based on our belief in Jesus Christ and the price he paid for us on the cross. That's the second kind of righteousness, the righteousness of God. And it's not based on us. It's based on Jesus Christ. And that's what puts us in right standing with God. So quit trying to make yourself right. Know that you are already in right standing with God, not because of something you done, but because of what Jesus already done on your behalf. So you can stand before God and know that you accept it outside of what you do or outside of what you would ever do. The more you know this, you will turn away from what you're doing that ain't right. Amen. So that's the righteousness of God. And now um, let's do two, maybe three people. We're going to go forth with two, maybe three people tonight. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.